Welcome to Gender Meowster Podcast Network. Genderful is a talk show featuring non-binary and trans folks discussing various topics and special interests. We kindly remind our listeners that no person is a monolith of identities. All opinions are the speaker's own. This show airs live on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash gender meowster and VODs with show notes can also be found on YouTube. So hello, everyone. This is Gender Meowster. I use they, them pronouns. And I have a wonderful guest here today. Hi, Ness. Would you kindly share your name and pronouns for the, the listeners of the podcast later who can't see it on screen? Indeed. I'm Ness. My pronouns are they, them. Yay. And for anyone who's watching this later and has no idea why there's a sticker on my face... We are having a subathon because it is my first dream anniversary today on this recording, July 19th, 2021. And Ness and Kitty have just become my patrons for a dollar, so now I have a sticker on my face. It's adorable. <laughs> it's a cat butt with a tail. <laughs> yeah. So, Ness, I'm so I'm so delighted that it worked out that you're my guest today for the show. It's so fun. I like I didn't expect that and that's that's what's happening. So I would be remiss if I didn't mention that you have a a second being in your home who is also a wonderful and huge supporter of the show. And I don't know if Kitty isn't around. Kitty doesn't have to be fetched or anything. But so Ness is here, but also Ness and Kitty have a, a Twitch stream channel together. And it's awesome. And everyone is gender wonderful in your household. Yes. It's so great. Do you have a favorite video game to stream just this month? Not of all time, because that sounds too hard, but this month, what is your favorite game that you're playing? By myself or with Kitty? Let's hear both answers. Okay. I think with Kitty, I've been really into playing Operation Tango, but it's also very stressful, so it's a mixed... That game is hard, but it's really fun. And then by myself, I've been I've been feeling myself go back into my sims addiction so i think it's going to be a lot of sims streaming coming up i've spent a comfortable amount of time just downloading like custom content to the game because all i want to do is build things and make people for hours so that's going to be my life for a little while until i get bored of it again i love that i love that so much (laughs) are you playing the sims 4 Nice. I have it. I haven't played it, but I do own it. I love it. And they're coming out in like just a few days. It's called Cottage Living. It's an expansion. And you get to have a pet llama, which is the, my main motivation for buying that expansion was I wanted a llama. But you also get like a farm and like cute pets and the kids get to cook family meals with you and stuff. And it's just adorable. And it's just all the cottage core. Like, I think this was just like made mostly for lesbians and i'm loving it (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) the sims made for lesbians or at least the cottage core bit yeah and what fabulous food are you eating today now that it's in your mouth and you can't talk because i asked you a question just as you started chewing (laughs) cotton candy grapes which is my favorite thing i love fruit i think it's the best breakfast but cotton candy grapes are big in the summer in grocery stores, but 
I've spent the, since my, I don't know, junior year of high school trying to find them again because I knew they were real. I knew I had them, but I couldn't for the last like X amount of years. And I finally, I went to Trader Joe's the other day, which is my first time in Trader Joe's and that was a fucking blast. But I went there and saw these grapes and I got so excited. I made Kitty try them and another friend and she loves them. But they taste, the grapes are too That's so fun. Grapes that taste just like cotton candy. That's so rad. I love that. Would you tell us a little about yourself? So some of us can see you because we're here on stream, but not everyone will be able to, especially for the podcast. And so would you tell us who are you? What are your identities? So the topic today is about disability, gender, and sexuality. And so part of that too is like sharing about what your disabilities are and also maybe your feelings about the word disability, but that's the second question that I'll write down, so don't forget. I don't have I don't have an issue with the word disability. It's what I have. I, mean, I don't want to speak, but I think most people are fine with disabled and disability. It's usually the people who don't have them that aren't, but yeah, I don't know. Personally, Maybe. I'm okay with that word, too. Yeah. It's just an um, invisible disability, so people don't, they yeah. don't realize what's going on, but yeah. Oh. I think it's a fine and fair word. It's what I got. I have osteogenesis imperfecta, which is more commonly known as brittle bone disease. I have type 3. There's so many types. I haven't checked in to see what they're at now. When I was born, there was only like seven that they knew about. And I think that doubled some point in my teens. I have no idea what they're at now. And they're all very different. Also, they're not very clear. <laughs> K-Wheels, who's commonly seen modding my my Twitch channel um, and mentioned in my Twitter and all that. One of my best friends, she has type 3 as well. And we have things very different. So saying type 3 isn't necessarily useful because everyone's different. It's a very broad spectrum disability. For me, I'm less than 3 feet tall. And I'm in a wheelchair, I can't walk. I have a walker, which I can stand in and walk around my home. I can't reach anything, so I'm less than three feet tall, so it's a moot point, but I can walk around my house. But that's about it, and only for half an hour kind of thing. Uh, I have brittle bones, as is in the name, brittle bone disease. Um, I have broken hundreds of times, which isn't necessarily normal. There are people with OI who've only broken a dozen times, but that's still more than the average person. So it's very dependent on the person and how their type affects them. I was told that there's like a mutation in the mutation mark. Uh, so my bones, one of the reasons I break so often is because they don't always heal properly. Like they just, they start the process and then they just stop. And because it never really heals, it just kind of breaks again or gets re-irritated because they're not properly finishing the steps they need to. That being said, I think I think mostly because movies and books that shouldn't be made uh, exist. But a lot of people think that we are glass and that is not true and I would like people to stop thinking that we do normal things, all that jazz. We just gotta sometimes be more careful. That's all. Totally. <clears throat> You're also non-binary. So. Uh, by gender, to be specifically, to be, oh, goodness, English, to be specific, 
So I identify as both a man and a woman, which is weird to present. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know what I should do. But also, there shouldn't be a should, and that's that's the thing I should deal with. But yeah, that's how I identify and have for a while. It's uh, new actually using the pronouns. I've been I've been very not dealing with my gender for a very long time because that was easy. So what are your pronouns today? Yeah. Cool. Like they them. I'm cool with people using whatever, but I find that when I let people do that, they generally stick to one. They'll just stick to she, usually. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they'll just stick to he, but usually they just stick to she. And both kind of frustrate me because I feel like that's invalidating a very equal part of me if you can only say one, which is why they is just easier because I am very much both things and have been. And I know that it's hard when I wear a lot of makeup and stuff or other times when I just wear suits, people want to base it off of what they see, which isn't great, but that's that. I have... I've seen you wear a multitude of fantastic outfits, and I wonder what it's like looking for outfits that suit your gender. I know that I struggle with that, and yeah. I imagine it's a struggle for you too. It's a hard time because I want to do many things, but I also want to be perceived as myself, and I know that sadly, like what we wear is ingrained into us that if you're doing this then you probably identify as this and that's I think that's something we've all been working on as a society and getting better at but it's still a thing but the real hard part is a lot of the more like masculine clothes that I like to wear like I really like this button up it's a button up but it's also floral and I like that it's like a good combo but it's really hard to find those because a lot of them have long sleeves and I don't have long arms and also my arms are bent, so that makes it even harder. And pants that fit, just in general, it doesn't matter what side of the store I'm shopping in, I just can't, I can't find things. So first I just have to find clothes that fit me in the first place before I can even worry about how I'm presenting. That's, it's a whole other clusterfuck on top of things when you add in the, sh- the size. I've definitely been trying to find more things, but it's hard. And at the end of the day, I just wear whatever, just acknowledge I'm going to have to introduce myself a lot. <laughs> yeah. I walked around with a giant, like, Pride Progress flag shirt that says Dapper Boy at the bottom, B-O-I, all day yesterday, and people still mammed me. And I'm like, That's are you just not paying attention at, like, at all? Do you not see the giant well. gay thing on my chest? <laughs> so cute. That's something I would totally wear. But yeah, people are ridiculous, and it's really weird, like, I, it's funny, because when I was a kid, I was definitely more, like, feminine presenting all the time, because I wasn't dealing with my gender or talking about it, did what I was supposed to and all that jazz, I put supposed to in huge asterisks and quotations there, but I, I was very feminine, but it was weird to go out and random adults in the world would be like, oh, hello, young man. And my mother would be very confused. And I'd be like, you're not wrong, but also, how did you know, sir? And I'd be like, really confused. 
And now I go out in the world and I dress more masculine now. And now I never get that anymore. Yes. And I'm just like, how does that work? How mm -hmm. do you, now that I'm doing this now, it's just she again? Okay. Yeah. And I imagine there may also be an additional thing where people also aren't perceiving your age because of your height. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A huge thing. That's I think that is more frustrating for me personally. Like, I guess for me, if you can't even acknowledge that I am an adult person, then I don't have time to worry what gender you think I am. Mm -hmm. That's just how my brain works. I just I don't have time to think about that when I can't even get you to have a conversation with me yeah. without trying to offer me a lollipop or some shit. So it's. It's hard. I did have a good day the other day, though. We went out, and I we went out with a friend who I've had for a really long time. She was my para back in school. And we went out for margaritas, and it was the very first time I've never been carded. And I was like, <laughs> which I can. Normally, they're like, we're going to have to ask for that, right? Like, yeah, no fucking shit. It's the law. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay in the context it's very funny <laughs> i love it so it's weird but they always like make a big deal and they always talk down and have a hard time making appointments and stuff because mm -hmm. they think like where's your mom should she be making an appointment and it's, no can we i just want to get things sorted out and take care of my life thank you mm -hmm. i don't like your voice either bob but here we are <laughs> amazing have I told you today how amazing you are, friend? Your <laughs> sense of humor is so wonderful. I love it. Thank I don't you. like your voice either, Bob, but here we are. <laughs> Sounds good on the phone, but I'm the one who gets punished for it. Yeah. I hear that. I hear that. Can you tell us about what a day or week, if you prefer, in the life of Loch Ness Gamer looks like? Oh, God, I don't know. It depends on the week. That's fair. I try to stream regularly. I really do. Whether I get to or not is a whole thing. But I do try. And I don't know. It's mostly just coexisting with Kitty and living life. I get excited about things like going to the grocery store now. So I've gotten to that part of adulthood. That's awesome. And I, you've told me personally about like the new exciting grocery stores in your new neighborhood and how fun that's been for you and that's There's been really so cool many. yeah so I'm, so, many. I'm so grateful that you're no longer living in a food desert I'm really happy for you yeah and to be fair where I was living had food but it's like when you're in a chair and you don't drive it doesn't matter that your city has options if you can't get to those options but here we can walk to basically everything like we i don't think we've taken a bus once we've walked really? everywhere That's... it's so close from our doctor's appointments to when i had to have my surgery a couple months back i just sat on my uterus and walked to the emergency room <laughs> that kind of thing we walked to the store walked to uh, go hang out there's so many food and stuff also it's so queer here like mm -hmm. we play we play spot the, the pride flags now when we go out. We're just That's like, fun. no matter which direction we go into, it's really cool. That's a really fun game. I love that. Digging 
more into some biography type questions. How has your relationship to gender evolved over time? Is there a time that you noticed when you were younger that you felt the bi-gender feels and other yeah. specific stories or examples that you'd feel comfortable sharing? I think my first big duh moment was, was oddly enough in a closet. I was with my cousin and I have always been really into makeup. Makeup as a masculine or feminine thing. I personally see makeup as an artistic thing, which is a way to be creative and do something not normal, not natural. But I've always been like really handy with that stuff. And I don't know, eight, maybe nine. And I had been practicing at this point with makeup for years, like just following YouTube and playing with mine and my cousin's faces and dolls and just doing things. And I recently learned at that time how to do gender bending uh, makeup or whatever. And she was like, you should want to make me look like a boy. And I was like, okay. And so I did her makeup. I also did mine, and but I couldn't see mine very well because uh, she didn't have a mirror that was accessible to me. So I had hers flawlessly. First off, she made a fantastic dude, good for her. And uh, I couldn't see me. And I remember just being extremely jealous because I was like, wait, this bitch is just pulling it off. And I remember us just sitting in the closet for a while and having this really deep discussion, which is just weird because we were very much children and didn't know what was going on in the world. But about gender and how we both thought boys though. Then she got out and we were just gonna spend the day like that. Like we were ready to go outside and hang out. Like we had no idea what the world was like. Her mom came in and started laughing and taking pictures and being an mm. asshole about it. And I didn't we took it off. But I remember how much that upset me, just the reaction. And I remember how much it upset me just to not know what I looked like that way. And when growing up, I had a, my dad uh, liked to call me the son he didn't have uh, before my brothers were born. They're only a few years old, so for most of my life, they weren't around. And he said it as a joke, but for me, it felt good. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I didn't think of that. I always felt like I had a really hard time getting, if I tried to be one thing or the other, like if I really tried to focus one way, like for a while, I really tried to make myself be as feminine as possible. And, and there's just a lot of things that I just didn't really vibe with. And I always tried to make sure all my friends were girls and stuff. And I just, there was some shit that I just didn't get and it just didn't make sense to me. I didn't feel it. And I was just like, I don't know what you're saying to me. And then I would try to do the opposite and I'd hang out with just the guys and get weird looks because in grade school, everyone's then they would say things that I didn't get either. And I'd be like, okay, that doesn't make sense. And I didn't hear about gender. I didn't know that both were just an option and I could hang out in a gray line if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, okay, neither option works for me. I don't exist. I don't know. And I was <laughs> the kid and I didn't know what was going on. But I remember those struggles. And I remember like in school trying to go by different names, but every time I was just one thing, I'd get really upset. It wasn't until a few years ago in my Discord server, we have, my Discord server is just extremely queer, just ridiculously queer. And there was a person 
there was a few people, but there was one person that was like always talking to me, and they were gender fluid, and their pronouns they announced every day. So like, hey, nice. just so you know, right now, she, her, please. Or they'd be like, uh, just so you know, today, he, they. Or just whatever felt good that mm-hmm. day. And it always changed. And sometimes it would change in the middle of the day. And everyone was just really cool with it. And I was like... That's so cool. And so I like spent a few days. And I feel bad because I didn't know who else to go to. And I feel like I like unloaded all of this onto one person. But I was like, hey, can I talk to you about gender? Because I think I got some stuff to figure out that I've been avoiding. And they were like, yeah, what's up? And it took them like five minutes and they were like, you should look at this. And I was like, oh, that one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. Shit. And my Discord server actually picked my name for me too, which I really liked. And so that's how I got the name Ness. And I liked it because it feels like a neutral name. And also they get to make a lot of Nintendo jokes and that's fun. I love it. The other thing is a resource I'll mention to anyone listening to this. We have a couple of channels in my Discord specifically around questioning identities. So you can ask questions and people who identify certain ways can talk about it. Whereas, Ness, your experience was you had the one person you knew and you talked to them and you're like, oh no, I'm unloading on this person. Like, We just have spaces where categories of people are supporting other categories of people and it's really awesome. It's brilliant. Our latest addition is pronoun tryouts, which is, it's like a dressing room for pronouns. And you can come in there and say, hey, I want to try these pronouns. And then people will write sentences about you using those pronouns. And if we don't know much about you, we'll probably just tell you how nice your profile picture is and say, we hope that pronoun here has a great day. If you're active in the server and you chat with us and you realize, oh, I want to, I want to try a thing. We'll talk about the stuff we know about you. So if it's like you have a hamster named Quentin or whatever, we'll talk about your hamster. So anyways, that's, that's, it's so cool that using the powers of the internet, all the queers can support each other's genders and gender identities. For sure. That's so great. I think great. it's really important having spaces where people can just try things, try <laughs> pronouns and stuff, because I think, I can't speak for everyone, but I think that's definitely something that makes people take a little longer to figure things out because they didn't have a window or a space to test something and they felt like do this then I have to stay this way because now I've made a whole scene I've done a spectacle and so now I have to be this forever what if I'm not ready to be this forever and first off no one is stuck as anything you're always allowed to change I need y'all to know that but it's it's hard to be in that mindset when you're just coming to terms with things and I think Having that tryout period lets you go, oh, I can just do that. Mm-hmm. And just knowing that there's a designated spot for those things is really helpful and comforting. And I love going into your server and just seeing all the different areas for stuff and people just get to do that. Because I wish I had that. Luckily, again, my server was great and we could all talk, but there wasn't, it's very small for sure. And there wasn't like whole zones dedicated to it. Mm-hmm. And that has something that's been something that's evolved over time. Today is the one year anniversary of our Discord server and the one year anniversary of streaming. And it's really an entire team of people that has made all of those things go. All the moderators, all the admins, all the content editors, plus me. Like it's not I'm not doing all of it by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> I would like to give a special shout out to Mirami, who was my first mod 
is the person who co-created the Discord server with me and knows way more about Discord than I probably ever will. And honestly, all of this would not be possible without Mirami. So super shout out and hugs to Mirami for this is really our anniversary of making this thing go. It's been really cool. Mirami is a lovely human being that I adore. Yes. What a pal. What a good bean. I hope she gets to see this. I don't know if she's around today. I have a feeling Mirami will hear it or see it at some point. Yeah. So we already talked about this some, but I'll ask the question anyways in case you want to add to it. And if you don't, we'll just skip it. The next question is, what is it like navigating gender diversity and disability at the same time? Yeah, I don't know if there's a lot to add when it comes to my gender and disability. It's it's really more the age and how people how people perceive me that comes first. I find my gender is something that I'm really comfortable with. And that's why I find it so funny that I took so long to deal with it. Because once I did, I think overall, it was the easiest thing I've done. <laughs> because once I like finally said the words and changed the pronouns and the name, I feel comfortable. And for me, I don't really give a shit if Ted acknowledges me. I don't want to acknowledge Ted. I, I don't care about Ted. So if Ted can't see my gender, wants to call me she for 20 minutes, and then I never have to see Ted again, I don't care because mm-hmm. I'm just trying to exist. And I know who I am and I, I'm comfortable. But when it comes to my age, I find that affects more of my things personally. And that hurts more because I can't, even attempt to do other things or exist in any way if I can't be seen as an adult or have opinions of my own or independence. What people will assume Kitty is to me is, is she like my parent? Is she like my nurse? Or is she, is she just there to keep me alive kind of thing? It's always like really weird stuff because clearly I'm like, this fragile child being who needs help. I remember, and this is dark, so heads up there. I remember I went to a grocery store by myself once, me and Kay Wills did. And it was probably the worst day ever because this lady comes up, she's with her husband, and stands in front of me, like maybe two feet away. Like she's right there. Mm-hmm. I looked at her husband, you're fucking good. I look at her directly, like, I hear you talking, what do you want? And she goes, I would have just offed myself by now. I can't believe she's grocery shopping. And I was just, sorry, I didn't kill myself today, Janine. I don't, I just wanted grapes. So, kind of a daily thing when I go out by myself. And then when we do go out, if I'm with Kitty, they always talk to her. They ask Mm -hmm. her the questions, no matter who it's about. And I'm just, and then I'll answer them. And then they look at me really confused. Then they'll look back at her and ask the same questions. And I'm just like, I'm going to keep answering. I don't. Yeah. And for context, for folks listening later, like Ness has piercings and tattoos. Oh, yeah, here you go. <laughs> I'll do a, I'll do a show. Tattoo show. Yeah. So what are your tattoos? 
Okay, so are they birds? The, the music bird. I got it from my grandpa who died. He, him and I both wrote music. It was something we had in common, and he was like one of the few people in my family that I really vibed with. And then this I got for our D and D campaign that Kitty DMs, uh, which is how I met Kitty actually. She made this amazing NPC called the Crow. So I got a crow and a d20 that's like a ruby because nice. the crow was a thief. And then here I have, yes, hard to show on the camera, an unalome that my friend actually hand poked into me, which normally like an unalome turns a certain way on the bottom. She explained this to me, so I'm probably butchering it because she knows about it and I don't. But it, if it turns one way, it means female. If it turns one way, it means male. So she made one that turns in both directions infinitely. That's mm -hmm. rad. I have a really cool non-binary unalome that most people just assume is a Christmas tree, so maybe that didn't work out. But this is upside down, but here's my foot. I have a heart with two wings and a tail, and then it has uh, halos and a horn, so it's like angel and devil. Nice. Um, and I have these piercings and a nose piercing. And I also have one, two, three holes in my... No, sorry. One, two, three holes in this ear and then two holes in this ear. So yeah. five in total. Yeah, I've talked with you before about you're like, I'm signaling in all the ways I know to signal. Seriously, and sometimes like when I go... Here's the thing. If I dress masculine, I'm probably wearing like a button up and I'm not caring about anything. But if I'm dressing feminine, I'm dressing a little... You know, adults, that's the nice way to say it. I dress, yeah, I dress uh, saucy and adultly when I fem it up. And I feel if your assumption is that the tattooed, pierced, adultly person is six for you, why that is easier for you to understand than, oh, this is just a tiny adult. Like, why? for a lot of society yeah totally i hear that adultily saucily i love the word saucy it's such a fun word okay so my i suppose this is the bit of stream where the content warning might be the most important so content warning for sexuality and being adulty and saucily and things how would you say that your attractions are impacted by your disability. One, what are your attractions? And two, how does that intersect with your other identities as we've already discussed? I, I am very gay, but I guess that's not very clear when I identify as both male and female. I like the ladies, the non-binaries. My disability didn't necessarily impact like my sexuality, mm -hmm. but it does impact kind of the ways in which I'm attracted to the folks that I'm attracted to. Mm -hmm. like. I feel like, and this is me personally, everyone has a different experience. I, as you know, you said at the beginning, I'm not a monolith for all disabled people. But for me, I spent a lot of time just existing. I didn't, it's recess time. I'm not playing kickball. I'm not playing tetherball. I'm sitting. Sometimes I didn't have anyone to play with. Sometimes I did. Most times friends, don't get me wrong, I had a life. I wasn't just a sad kid in the corner, but there were days I was. And you learn very early on, you spend a lot of time observing. 
and getting to know people, and that's just what I do. And now I know people too well, and eh, which I didn't. But um, but now I am a very good judge of character. And for me, a person is not generally attractive until they do something, like until I know them. Like I I don't just look at someone and go, oh. I'm going to be into you. Like a lot of people I think do. They're like, oh, she's hot. Yes. I think that your appearance can change in like the snap of a finger so fast. I can think you're hot like when I first see you. But if you talk to me and you are a terrible person, then I'm suddenly going to visually see you as, I don't know, a weird sewer goblin. I am very, I very much am attracting people based on who they are and the way that they act first rather than the other way around that I think a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. I also think just like the the con like going out and that kind of thing is harder with a disability. It, like, like people being less than three feet tall. And then lesbians already have a problem of never knowing when a girl's flirting with them. Mm-hmm. But you're less than three feet tall. So then you're like, you know where you can because you have to be. And then they're like, almost like, honey, honey, I'm not trying to be cute. I want to. So could you? Eyebrow waggles. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. I think you're cute. I'm not being cute. I'm trying to tell you you're cute. Yeah. And it's it's really hard. <laughs> like, I remember when I was, this should have been a sign to me that prom was going to be not a good time. I had a very bad prom for a lot of reasons, but I asked for the prom. I did one of those prom proposals, like I went all in Ooh, on yeah. cheesy. It was Harry Potter themed, which now I regret, but I did a big prom proposal and she was like, well, you crafted this yourself? And I was like, yeah, I did. And <laughs> she was like, oh. And then she starts like eating because I, I did I did a, had a golden snitch made out of Rice Krispie Treats. Wow. And I was like, Okay, and she just starts telling people how adorable I am, and I was like, so are we going to prom? Oh, that's what the big sign was. Then we got to prom, and she was like, man, I can't wait to find someone to dance with, and then didn't spend any time with me at the prom. That's (laughs) awful. I would dance with you at prom. Yeah, it was a hard night, but the point is, flirting is very hard because people just think that Oh, you're a sweet little baby bean, and it's, I want to make out with your face. And- <laughs> yeah, totally. Have you ever just told someone, I want to make out with your face? I suppose I do that to Kitty a lot, but we have an established situation, so <laughs> that's not really the same. Speaking of Kitty's cute face, I- we are raising money for Kitty. Yes. We yes. are. Folks, there's been some information being posted in chat, and it will also be in the show notes. But Loch Ness Gamer and Rosa Kitty are raising money for Kitty's gender confirmation surgeries. The hyperlink is givebutter.com forward slash Rosie Kitty, K-I-T-E-A, T like the drink. Givebutter.com forward slash Rosie, R-O-S-Y, Kitty, K-I-T-E-A. And that will be... That info will be also down below. We can also check out y'all's Twitch channel, Loch Ness yeah. Gamer, and all the subs bits and merch funds go towards 
your the fundraiser as well. But it's best if you don't want the extra goodies. It's best to just give butter, than do the other things, right? Yes. Yeah. Hooray! Is there anything else you want to share about your social life, or do you feel like complete on that topic? We definitely talked about some of the bits that you have. I'm not really good at just talking about myself. I have to be prompted. I'm really bad at it. It's amazing I know my name sometimes. <laughs> I realized I did have a funny story, though, when you asked why I asked someone to make out with their face. I was not that. I didn't say that. But I realized I was forward one time in my life. And it's a fun story. Let's hear So I was 16, and that is why I should not have said what I said. But I was in New York for a gala that I was invited to speak at. I, I used to go to this camp for disabled kids, and I was always older than everyone because my parents didn't discover it until the last year I could be there. But I was like a weird counselor because I was a counselor, but also I was disabled, but also I was a camper. It was weird because I, I hung out with the counselors. So I didn't even come with kids, but uh, the kids all liked me and looked up to me. It was a good time. But they were like, hey, we really liked you. Do you want to come speak at this gala? Because Basically, it's a nonprofit uh, camp, so they do this huge fundraising event every year to raise money so they can keep doing it. It's an amazing camp, and they have a bunch of these all all over the world, and I think it's brilliant. And every week, they have a different theme. Different types of disabilities get to really be uh, all hang out with each other and stuff like that. Sometimes it'll be, be broad, like, okay, bone disorders. That could be anything from what I have to other stuff. Or they'd be very specific. Okay, this is OI. Like, just, and it's really cool. And they make sure that everything they have there, you can do. And experience stuff. Now they can. So anyways, y'all probably didn't care about that. But I think that's amazing. No, that's and great. I'm doing great things. Anyways, the, I'm talking about Do you remember gala. the camp's name specifically? I went to, it was called Camp Cory. But I don't remember what the overall foundation is. But I bet if you look up Camp Cory, it's spelled with a K you could probably uh, find the rest of them. But so I did this fundraiser go to New York and I, that's what I'm gonna do, not myself. Because before the gala, I started new medication right before we went to New York and my doctor gave me, and I didn't know it made you sleepy. So I took it before the gala and then I crashed my wheelchair into a parked truck in the garage on the way into the gala. Luckily, we were there many hours early, so I woke up 30 minutes before it was supposed to start with no. They had all these like celebrity like guests come backstage. And there was Jimmy Fallon, Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, God. Why can't I think of his name? Uh, and then uh, Ingrid Michaelson was also there. And Ingrid, wow. yeah. and Ingrid Michaelson decided to hang out with me. And she kept telling me how cute I was. And she kept touching me, not like in a bad way, but just not quick. And then she was like, I should probably stop touching you. And I had the audacity to say, you're Ingrid Michelson, you can do whatever you want to me. That's she amazing. Go, she kind of stopped for a second. And then it was just like, okay. She went and told my mom, what was that about? And I was like, you know what, we don't need to do this together. And then did come and dance with me later when Stevie Wonder was playing and that is probably one of the gayest moments I'll ever have in my life, so. That's amazing. You got to dance with Ingrid Michaelson to Stevie Wonder. Yeah, wait, that story. was an experience. 
Oh my gosh. Now I have yeah. to go find your big gay emote so I can spam it in the chat to celebrate Ingrid Michelson dance thing. Oops, hold on. That's so fun. I love that. I was what? not a, a great flirter. I was a very shy, awkward bean, except for that one time. You did it, though. That was not the time to do it, but damn it, I did it. Is Can you share a moment of gender euphoria with us? Is there a story you have about a moment you felt euphoric about your gender? I've been a couple times. One is a little kinky, but it's true. It's one of the first times I ever felt genuinely just happy. Kitty and I do the dumb sub situation, and she used to just call me mistress, and that was cool or whatever. But I always kind of felt, okay, this is your word. And then one time she called me sir, and the first time she did that, I about lost my damn mind. And I was like, and then she started flipping between the two. So mm -hmm. she calls both very evenly. She's never, like once she realized, once I came out to her and she realized, oh, okay. She started using both very evenly, very fast and never stopped. And that is just really nice because even though cool, like, even like behind closed doors and stuff that's still being acknowledged and stuff and mm -hmm. so that's given me like a really good feeling and then that family friend who I hadn't seen in a long time that came and had margaritas and stuff that I mentioned earlier I had never given her my name because she used to talk with my mother a lot and I didn't want to deal with my mother mm -hmm. um, and so she came by and I was like hey she called me like my, my old name and I was like hey I'm still my nest now Calm down. You didn't know because I didn't tell you. Okay. Mm -hmm. But this is what's up. And these are my pronouns. She was like, yeah, okay. Yes. And I think sad, but I think the reason why that specifically meant more to me than, you know, like you've always respected my pronouns, obviously, and many of my friends do, but this person is like a mom to me. Like she was actually the first person I came out to as gay when I was a kid. And she's who I went to when anything went wrong. I didn't really have, really have parents that were parents. Mm -hmm. So I had this woman. And so for me, it was like coming out to my mom. And my mom instantly just seeing that and not questioning it. And I was like, you know, I've never really felt masculine and feminine or particularly like just feminine. And she was like, yeah, no, duh, that checks out. That makes sense. And I was like, oh, okay. It was a... I don't know, that was just a really freeing and happy moment. And then I almost wanted to cry. And then you cut my hair. <laughs> and that was pretty cool. And I definitely don't know that I care as much now that it's, that I care what my hair is now that I've had both, now that I've gotten to experience it. But I hadn't mm -hmm. really gotten to just do something dramatic and shave it off and have a fun Britney Spears moment before. And I, <laughs> I felt good because I was just having a hard time and I think I needed just a razor to the head refresh and it it was really freeing and I cried a lot I'm a big crier and there was just something so soothing and satisfying about being able to do that and just having friends with me to do that I felt just very I think those are the three moments I felt safest and just the most, what's the word, validated in mm -hmm. my gender. 
and those are moments that I will always just keep with me. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing. That's Those are some great stories. I want to try and start wrapping up our lovely conversation, but I wanted to ask one one final question before we get to like resources and cross promo, which is what would you like to make sure folks know about your perspective on gender and non-binary slash trans issues? I think the biggest thing is be patient. Just be patient with yourself. There are so many people and don't get me wrong, when you're trans, it's really hard to be patient with certain things. It's really hard. Hormones take a long time and trying to afford surgeries. Literally actively fundraising for Kitty because it's impossible to just afford but on your own for a lot of people. Yeah. It's a very slow process, but please give yourself and your own journey patience at least. Mm-hmm. And if it took you a long time to figure out who you are or your identity, okay. Lines, there's not we're not supposed to all have it figured out by 25 or 30 or 42 everyone's doing their own thing at vastly different paces and trying to compare yourself to what you know amber did is just not really going to help you and it's mm-hmm. just going to make you feel worse for no reason the fact that you are here now and you're questioning things now and you're discovering yourself now that's what matters and when you decide to change your pronouns or talk to people is on your own time. When you come out to your family, if you come out to your family, completely your own decision. Mm-hmm. But give yourself that grace because you're stuck with you all day, every day. And mm-hmm. if you can't be kind to you, you're just not gonna you're not gonna be happy. And it will take even longer, believe it or not. You'll you're going to likely get things done a lot faster once you start being kind to yourself Mm -hmm. and respecting your own time period and journey. It has been a total delight and pleasure to have you here on the show. Thank you so much for being here. I absolutely. So as far as resources, there's my link tree in the chat. The link tree will also be in the resource section in the show notes. If folks are looking for it, the link tree has, all the links to all the things that are Meowster related. So if you want to find the Discord, the Twitch channel, the YouTube, all the things, it's all there. We also have all the information that's been plunked in the chat about Ness and Kitty is in the show notes with the Give Butter link for Rosie Kitty and your Twitch channel. And then the other thing is we decided to schedule a video game stream, the two of us, not today, but in about a month. Mm-hmm. So if folks want to come okay. back on Wednesday, August 18th, 2 p.m. Pacific, Ness and I will be streaming our, our second installation of It Takes Two, which is a very fun cooperative-only game. would love to have you all circle back and watch us be silly beans playing that game together. Are there any other resources or things you want to promote before we go raid a friend? I think you covered them all. Yes the Twitch and the fundraiser. I think those are the big things. And the fundraiser is honestly right now for me emotionally the most important. Yeah. I I really want to see Kitty progress more than yeah. I care about getting subs or follows right now. I just I wanna see her happy. I yeah. So that's those have been my main focuses. I'm gonna try to play Sims more and stream more, but my health is not consistent, so my streaming's not consistent. 
And that's just what it's like being a disabled streamer. Like, I have ADHD and rarely start on time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm in the process of trying to find a psychiatrist because I think I too have ADHD, but I, I haven't been diagnosed. I'm fairly confident. A flag <laughs> in your general direction. <laughs> I think you're rad. Thank you so much for being here. So rad. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks to all the folks who sat around and listened to me say weird shit for an hour or two hours. I don't know how long it's been, to be honest. About an hour and a half. So I just made a note that for the episode to end. So now, friends, just a reminder for those who rated in with them stars, though, or has swung by because of our awesome Twitch streams that are identity based. This is our stream anniversary week here on this channel. I missed a letter in my command, so it didn't post the thing. We are doing a Joy-Con giveaway and a bunch of other stuff. So if you go check out the, the image that's linked there in the command, you can go learn all about that. And the subathon runs all week, so it's not just today only and you ran out of time. So there's plenty of time to participate in that. Since my personal time is running a bit short, we're going to raid a longtime friend of the channel, Ruby Red, who, is ha who has changed her name on Twitch at least twice since we first met each other but Ruby and I have been friends on Twitch for like a bunch of months like maybe 10 or 11 or all 12 months so I feel like it's a, a nice way to round out our one year anniversary today stream by going and visiting an old friend so uh, Ruby is playing Ness's current favorite game The Sims 4 so we'll get to go see some of that which is also why I picked Ruby and everyone will be back the next three days from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific playing Night in the Woods, which is the first game we ever streamed here on Twitch. So we're going to be playing that. Mirror Me is going to be in voice chat with me, hopefully, for the next two or three days. Maybe not on Thursday. We'll see. Reading some of the other characters who aren't the main character, which is how we started this whole thing a year ago. We're going to follow a different character path than we did last time, so it'll be a little different from the first time. But most of you weren't followers when we played that, so it'll be a new experience. It's a great game about mental health and disability and friendship and making peace with your level of ability and not trying to be what you're not. So it's an awesome game. I'm really excited to share it with all of you. And again, Ness, thank you so much for being here. And I love your face and all the rest of you too. And hopefully we'll see you around moderating and hanging out in the Discord. And this isn't goodbye. It's just see you later. Yeah, I'll see you later. I love you too. Though. Goodbye, friend. Thank you.